Hey everyone, this is Keith. I am a grateful recovering adult child. And uh, I'm really glad to be able to do this. Um, so apparently there were some recording issues and so I am doing this a second time. And then I think I'm trying to get my original thoughts in to link up with the end of the recording that did record. So we'll see how all that works out. And I think I've got it, but um, uh, so I chose as a tool, I chose step 10, um, and the reading is from, I believe it's 215. Um, let me see if I've got that right. Uh, two, sorry, I'm glad I checked. It's 251. Um, and I have the Kindle version, so I had to get that. Um, so it's step 10 and this starts with, um, he is doing things right as well. So let's start with that. It says step 10 taught me a lot about self-acceptance. It also taught me to stop being so hard on myself. I was hypervigilant in looking ways for, uh, to beat myself up or always uh, make myself wrong. By inventorying my behavior regularly, I could see where I was doing a lot of things right. I began to inventory these, those things as well. In fact, my 10th step included what I do right, or includes what I do right. I need that. It is a great balance. And then the next section is called uh, Keeping Step 10 Simple. It says, I keep Step 10 simple. It does not have to be a big ordeal at the end of the day. I have a few simple questions that I ask myself at bedtime. Was I judgmental today? Did I criticize another or myself today? Am I keeping something to myself I should talk about? Am I loving myself and being good to myself? Did I see how similar I am to others today? Uh, I answer these questions and make amends if an amends is necessary. I keep step 10 simple. I have received immense spiritual rewards from it. I am more honest and I feel like I can talk about my feelings and behaviors so they don't get bottled up. I am so grateful for ACA. Um, and then, so step 10 in and of itself uh, is uh, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And um, my, one of my first thoughts about, I guess I picked step 10 because it is, I, it's, it's kind of more like not a thing I do at bedtime, although I do sometimes kind of do a formal one, semi-formal one at bedtime, but it's more of a daily practice for me, um, of kind of like just any time throughout the day where it's like, I call uh, a fellow traveler or my sponsor and check in. But I, um, one of the first things that popped into my head as I just read the step was, um, the word when it's like, it was going to be big for me. Cause I relate a lot to, you know, the first reading about how I'm always looking for something that I've done wrong and, um, kind of chronically apologizing for everything. And, um, and, and so when I've done something wrong, I need my sponsor's help actually to even start to determine, have I even done anything wrong? And I get, because of my childhood, um, I get obsessed about right and wrong. I, I mean, oh my gosh, just for me and for my relationships. And if someone's upset, um, I mean, I, I'll just want so badly. And sometimes I even will just not always completely unhealthy, but it's like, do you feel like I've done something wrong? Um, man, it's, um, I'll go there. My, my shame will take me there. I'm, I'm wrong. Um, and so 
that's the first thing in it. And then I'm glad I got to re-record this because I almost forgot this aspect. Um, or I did forget this aspect actually yesterday when I recorded. And that was, um, and that was that I start one of the biggest gifts of the prayer that I was shown for my 10th step is it starts with the words, um, God show me. Um, and then it goes on and to be specific, um, it shows me, you know, show me where I was angry or resentful. And I'll talk about some more of this in a minute, but anger or resentful, um, you know, selfish or self-centered, dishonest, alone or afraid. And, um, but the, but the phrase God show me, I, I just, oh, I just relish in that because it, what I'll do sometimes, I'll just say this before I go to bed and then, you know, I pretty much find myself just going to sleep. And I trust that in my higher powers timing, he's going to show me and I don't have to sit there and do this long, extensive evaluation of my day. Um, and, um, I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but so I'll get back to kind of the more ins and outs, but, but I just love that. Cause I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a balance of the two readings, right? It's like, um, that I don't want to have to just jump in and assume I'm wrong for everything. Um, but then I do want to have a healthy evaluation of, of my day in my life. Um, but really what it, I like the part where he says, like, I, I feel like I can, you know, have my feelings and talk about them. And I feel like that's, I, I feel like that's what the step 10 does for me. Um, is that it, it leads me back to a few feelings that are, sorry, my headphones keep unplugging. It leads me back to a few central feelings that I need to talk about a lot, um, that if I'm not talking about can do a lot of harm. And, uh, those feelings are in what I just shared. I I don't, I'm not real scared of the anger thing. I don't relate to the anger thing a lot as far as like, I almost feel like it's portrayed in a negative image if it's part of our 10th step. Um, and I've had to become, become comfortable with my anger, um, as a part of my recovery. And I'm grateful for that actually. Um, but the resentment, um, is, is, is the first one, um, that, that can, that's usually not healthy. And but it, even that in and of itself doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means it, if it's undealt with, it can, it can come out in an unhealthy way. And really it points me to a feeling which is hurt. Um, and, um, that's, I think that's coming up in the recording in a minute, but, um, so we've got the resentment and then the selfish part again, don't want to be too afraid of that because selfishness is something I kind of lacked, um, before getting into recovery. Um, uh, the self-centered part though is, is kind of leads me to my fear, which is the next thing. So, um, there's that. And then the third one is, um, my low self-esteem or my shame. Um, and so those three feelings of hurt, fear, and shame are what lead me back through my 10th step and my fourth step and my fifth step and my sixth step and my seventh step as a part of kind of my daily inventory and not, you know, just ongoing inventory. Um, and, I think this kind of leads into where the next recording is going to pick up, um, is those three feelings. But yeah, that's the kind of list I go through as that reading showed he has his own list of things. Um, those were the ones that I was taught. And I, I, 
I did, I forgot to talk about the word alone, which um, is not really in the original prayer that I was shown for a 10th step, but it, um, it showed up for me just randomly one day. It was like I was praying my 10th step or saying my 10th step um, that I just shared. And all of a sudden I hear myself saying, God, show me, show me where I was alone. And what it's meant for me is like, where, where was I alone that maybe I didn't have to be alone? Um, either in just needing to share something with someone and keeping it to myself or even doing something like, I mean, I do like to do things alone. I like to spend time by myself and I, I can enjoy doing a lot of stuff on my own, but you know, there can be really hard things that I found in, in my old way of life before this program that I would do by myself. And like example, going to media, like around my divorce, I needed guys a lot. Like I had guys have breakfast with me before my mediation and my divorce. I had a friend go with me when I had to move out of my house, when I got a divorce, like that kind of thing is the, I don't need to do those things alone anymore. Um, it's not wrong if I do, but it's like maybe a chance for, for God to show me, Hey, you know, here's a place where you were alone. You didn't have to be. Um, so I'm going to let this spin off into the next part, which I think is blending these three feelings of, of, of hurt and fear and shame. three things like kind of twist and turn all in together um but especially when they get big and like i'm ruminating on something i'm obsessing about something which is a form of fear for me or or something i do with my fear to keep from kind of it's like a self-soothing mechanism i'll obsess about something um and if it's big like that this question that's come to me in the last year or two has been like, what does it remind me of? And I love that. Another one is like, how old do I feel? Um, and so that takes the focus off the other person and how pissed I am at them and how wrong they are and puts the focus back on me and my healing and my wounds. Um, and so like doing that and the resentments too, like they don't have to always be something wrong, you know, like a resentment, itself is just a sign that I feel hurt and probably rejected. I was shown that early on. And so I can talk about my hurt and, um, and that allows me to, number one, it allows me to feel it. Number two, it allows me to kind of practice feeling vulnerable, um, or being vulnerable, like with my sponsor or fellow traveler. And, um, it's like super scary to talk about how silly some of my resentments are. Um, and uh and that's okay like that's part of it is like walking through um the shame of like even like he says did i see how similar i am to others today like hearing you guys talk about how we can feel hurt about something very small and um and being honest and open about that and childlike right um which is for me the point of this um and um not pushing those things down and seeing how hurt, you know, how hurt and how lonely and how scared and how sad I was growing up and how those things keep showing up. And that's not wrong or bad either. That doesn't mean I'm working my program wrong either. But yeah, the fear, um, resentments, um, the hurt that's in the resentments. And then for me, like, like I talked about the low self-esteem, like usually if I have a resentment, there's a there's some serious shame in, involved in it. And um, when I work my fourth step, which is kind of how I still picture my um, 10th step in my head, um, you know, those columns, if anyone did kind of the column version where it's like you have the resentment and what happened and 
what effect what it affects you i you know i think the yellow book does a pretty good job at touching on our shame and that too and so i i try to um reflect on um on what does this resentment or this hurt um say like what does my shame say about me what am i making this thing say about my self-worth and that's been like i remember the first time that that i connected all those together it was a it was a place of major grief for me. It was like really a really big help in my grieving process because I knew that those things that they were saying about me, that what my shame was saying about me, um, wasn't just made up. Like that was the feelings that came from growing up in an, in an alcoholic home, rageaholic home, um, being abandoned, um, and being abused. Um, like that's where those things come from. So I don't have to be, I don't have to be ashamed of the shame, you know. <sighs> I think I think that's most of oh, I have five minutes left. I don't think I'm going to use it because I kind of feel like I got to the end um, there. Um, I am I'm glad I was able to do this. Um, I, I thought I had a mix up with the time zones and I almost forgot this was Eastern. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to probably turn off my video and listen in and um, we're switched to my phone and start my commute uh, back home. But I'm like, really, I'm, I'm so glad I was able to be with you guys to recognize a few faces, which is awesome, even though I've never actually been on this meeting before. Um, I love the program. Um, I love being able to be um, frank about my fears. And, um, and I mean, okay, so I'll close with this, like um, two things, like, the word tool sometimes triggers me because I'll shame myself for not picking up a tool. And I have to remember that when I, when I get into my crap and my dissociation, my PTSD, I'm not going to remember to pick up the tool, but it's never too late. That's the good news. And secondly, like I, I never, like I still kind of celebrate how um, opposite is to my old thinking to call another man and tell him that I feel hurt and then I'm scared and that I feel low self-esteem <laughs> and it is, and I continue to do it because it's such a gift every time. And it's such a gift to hear another man's voice on the other side say like, I get it. That makes sense. You know, the things that we want to hear as adult children that we wanted to hear growing up and not get over it. Don't be scared of that. That's stupid. You know, like, when I had to call my sponsor and tell him that I was resentful for at a cashier for making fun of my pink headphones, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't make fun of me for having a resentment about that. He listened and gave me what I needed. So I'm grateful to be here and, and grateful to kind of continue this, just walk through the steps on a daily basis. So I look forward to hearing your uh, experience and strength as well. And, um, yeah, I'm glad to be here and grateful for this way of life. Thanks for having me.